0: This episode of Cut the Foreplay is proudly brought to you by Showmax. If you wanna binge on your HBOs, your ABCs, your BBCs, your Nickelodeon, Nick Jr, Super Sport, Boomerang, or Cartoon Network, girl, what are you waiting for? Just clickety-clack-clack and make it happen. Now, be honest, do you think that I could do the ASMR thing? Welcome to another episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Favri, I am your host. Today we're being semi-adults because there is a schedule that we have to follow. It's not just me word vomiting on you, which is usually super hot and I'm into it. <laughs> I don't know if it's mutual, but like wink wink. Um, it's going to go as follows. We're going to talk about uh, good things and then we're going to talk about bad things and then we're going to talk about Nadia Quarantino, which is a new segment. If you don't know about it, then you are missing the the fuck out. Lastly, we're gonna talk to my bestie who had a Zoom slash pandemic wedding, and it was wild and wet with tears. I just I can't stop talking about moistness. I think it's because it's raining or because it's quarantine and has been happening for a long time, long long time. We're gonna take thirty seconds of silence because the next topic is about children. I don't want to transition from moistness to children. So, okay, we're good. 30. I'm going to give you this story like the true journalist that I am. It's going to be very professional. A nine year old Kenyan inventor has come up with an ingenious way to wash his hands and reduce the spread of coronavirus. His name is Stephen, aka Steve made a system where you just press it, and then the water comes out, and then the soap. And then you get to wash your hands, and then everything is good and pure. How this happened, the epiphany for this nine-year-old, I'll tell you, is that he was looking at people struggling with basic hygiene and thought, huh, what can I do that the Kenyan government isn't doing? What? Help the citizens, so he did. And his uh, papa helped him with some 3K there. They put it together, 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 and khalas, it was done. Al Jazeera, Wagwan, if you're looking for a new anchor, dis me, dis me. You know, you got to love the diversity in this country because somewhere out there is the pastor kid. And uh, if you don't know who that is, let me just jog your memory here. Pray God, you are the mighty God and may mm-hmm. you adore God. Amen. But then people sometimes, they mm-hmm. make me angry because what they start with in the, their prayer, don't magnify the Lord, they start. <clears throat> Father, I come before you, Lord. Where are you? <laughs> Father, I come before you. Where Lord. are you? Where are you? Let me ask you. Were you one of the presence? So how, how, according to you, how should we do it? We should do it. Father, we thank you. You are the most high God. You are the mighty king. You are the awesome God. <laughs> Blessed be the mother fu- Fucking fruit. I know what you're thinking. During this pandemic, where is Pastor Kid to help us? I uh, got in touch with him. By that, I mean through very deep meditation, we reached each other. And um, I realized, this is the unequivocal truth, is that most of the people that have recovered from COVID-19, 100 and something in Kenya, is because of this kid's prayer. So... I'm just putting it out there. Speaking of prayers, all of mine were answered when this guy came up with a hit single. <laughs> ah, Here it is. shit i know a good fuck Fucking banger when I hear one, honey. It seems like we're still on the topic of little kids because I want to talk to you about this one specific one. First of all, let's start here. I don't want to have kids. There's no version of me in this life or any other one that wants to be a slave to a tiny snotty creature for the rest of my life. I love them, they're cute from afar, but if I was forced to have a child in this where situation where there's only me and another human we had to repopulate, first of all, I would not choose to repopulate the world. I would just let us all die. But if in this version I'm better than I am now and I'm repopulating the earth, I would choose to have this kid as my kid. This little girl made up a song about buttholes and this is how it goes. I wonder what's inside a butthole. I wonder what's inside a butthole. Maybe there's astronauts, maybe there's aliens, oh! inside a book. I always want to know what's inside of book. Now I know she's not actually playing the guitar, but she is truly the most talented child I've ever seen. Nobody has range like that. Nobody has vibes like that. It's only true talent like that that can have me dreaming about giving birth to a little white girl. Speaking of more white people from young ones to old ones, I want to tell you about Thistleton. Thistleton Lodge, which is an old folks home and uh, the story has... Fucking ruined me. A man named Ken, who's one of the retirees that lives there, sleeps with his wife's photo in his bed every day and holds onto it. And one of the people that worked there noticed that and she gifted him. Oh my God, I've got so many feelings. She gifted him a pillow with his wife's face on it. And this is his reaction. Ken! Hello. I got you a present. Hey. I got you a present. What's that, darling? Ha! Oh! Oh! my <laughs> God! Oh, 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 oh. oh, that's
1: so... Not... Oh.
0: Oh. 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 oh, Oh, darling! Let me see, Ken. Show us what you've got, Ken! Let me see what you... Oh, Ken! How beautiful! Oh. How beautiful! Oh. oh dear! Oh my God! I thought that might be a bit better than your photograph. Oh. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> Oh, God, Ken. You know what, Ken? I'm just putting it out there. Your girl's gone. She's been gone for a long time. There's people out here, aka me, that are super interested in you. And uh, if you'd like to get together, I can see that you're ride or die, okay? You're just my kind of guy. Um, let's hold pinkies and, and share tips on cardigans, okay? I'm already an old person at heart. <laughs> I love Ken. Oh, man, his pants are so high. They're like above the belly button, in between the belly button and the nipples. That's like fucking fucking impressive. That's the bell for changing topics to the bad parts. These are the bad things that I didn't want to happen or to see, and yet they did happen, and I did see them, aka my nephew's PE class via Zoom. (laughs) I was deeply uncomfortable. Do you know what it's like to see an awkward 11 year old boy stand in front of a computer and perform uh, these little like martial arts moves and then like jumping jacks while there's like 30 other kids on Zoom and one instructor and they're all panting and doing it wrong? It was absolutely fun fucking terrible and I got questions. Now, number one, why do they have to do it via Zoom? Why can't they just like play and then tell the teacher later like, yo, I played today and people would believe them because like doing it via Zoom is just the strangest thing in the world, you know what I mean? And obviously because then he has to do it with the Wi-Fi on, he has to do his workout inside his house Which is then also very strange. Why can't the kids play outside if they have access to the outside? I just, so many things are weird about that, but like also because he's clearly outsmarted the teacher because he'd turn off the camera once in a while when he was too tired and pretend that his wifi was down. (laughs) God, we are truly related. Okay, I'm going to stop dragging my poor nephew and the youth of Kenya that are forced to do this against their will, poor children, and uh, talk about a woman who did something that was absolutely terrible. If you don't know about it, then I'm going to tell you right about now. Felicity Huffman is absolutely irrelevant, but relevant in my soul because I love Lynette Scavo and I love Desperate Housewives. We'll talk about Marsha Cross in just a little bit because you know I love my middle-aged white women. Where are we? Yes, Sophia Macy, the daughter of Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy has been accepted into Carnegie Mellon University and will be attending the school's prestigious theater program this fall. People Magazine has confirmed that because the 19-year-old shared the news on Instagram by updating her bio to CMU Drama 24 Heart Heart. Oh my God, she's just like 12 years after me. Jesus, I'm old. Sophia's younger sister, Georgia, will also be heading to the East Coast come fall as freshman at Vassar College. Now, Felicity is so proud and grateful that Sophia has kept her chin up over the last year because because you must know what happened. Huffman served 11 days in a California prison last October for her involvement in the college admission scandal, which was uh, the fact that she paid $15,000 to a man named Rick Singer, who is uh, an admissions consultant. And of course, that got her into a shitload of trouble. She was supposed to serve 14 days, but she got out in 11 days instead because she's a white woman and because she's from Desperate Housewives. I find this to be absolutely crazy because this girl got in on her own uh, merit eventually. And I would have felt so bad as her kid. It's like, my mom needs to put her foot in there because I'm such a dumbass bitch. And I've mentioned this before and I wouldn't be able to get over it. Also, I do wonder what she was like in prison. I really like... I really wonder that. Also, I also wonder this a lot is like in Orange is the New Black, you had like the Hispanics and then you had the white folk, which for some reason also included like Asian people. And then you had the black ladies. What in the fuck? <laughs> Where would I go? I just have to sit in the middle and rock back and forth and get traded for cigarettes, which to me kind of sounds like a Saturday night. I'm like, f-. Fucking right? God, I've been in isolation for too damn long. Turned on by a gust of wind, I can see. But a lot of people have been asking whether there's gonna be a Desperate Housewives reunion, AKA a season nine, I believe. Is that what it is? Would it be season nine? dang. No, there isn't going to be one because everyone's just spread apart um, and I don't mean legs. D- okay, Nadia, really, reel it in. Everyone's just spread up, uh, apart and everybody's older and I don't think it's going to be as sexy as it was before. It would be in my eyes because people are beautiful even when they age, okay? Despite what the media tells you. My favorite character on Desperate Housewives, it's very obvious, Brie all the way. She was the glue of the friendship and I love a friend that's like, hey, you got a problem? we we'll do we do to fix it? And she's like, I'll bring my gun. I cleaned it so well. Here is my apron. Look at all the floral. My red hair is perfect. She's absolutely perfect. I don't know if you can tell, but I love her. <laughs> oh, Marcia Crosby, my friend. You were also great in Melrose Place. I never forget. Keep into the topic of scandal. We're going to move it from international to just our very own backyard. The World Bank gave us 1 billion shillings. Now, this is for emergency response, including procurement of personal protective equipment, PPEs, medicine, and setting up isolation facilities. Although the approved budget was initially 976.8 million shillings, uh, I don't know why I'm talking like this. The Ministry of Health has spent 1.3 billion since the outbreak in mid March. A government document shows that currently the ministry is awaiting release of additional 2.3 billion from the World Bank to support the response for the remainder of the financial year. What had they spent the money on, you, ma- you must ask? 1 billion, 1.3 billion is a lot of money. We could be having proper food distribution during the semi lockdown, proper isolation centers, you might ask. What did we do? What did we do? Let me tell you what we did. 42 million shillings has been used to lease 15 ambulances, 2.8 million each. At least 10.1 million has been earmarked for tea and snacks for various teams involved in combating the pandemic with 4 million shillings already spent. My godliness. Let's just... (laughs) Let's take the fuck back here. Let's take it the fuck back. 10.1 million shillings earmarked for tea and snacks. What the fuck? are you snacking on? How much tea are you drinking? They're like, oh, lost another patient. Gotta guzzle some chai. Like, I just want to understand the train of thought. 10.1 million shillings could have been used for a lot of things. Maybe, you know, not making people pay for quarantining. My aunt uh, took a while to come back into the country after she traveled, which means when she came back in, she had to spend 14 days at one of the specified isolation centers, uh, specified by the government, obviously. And she said that she paid a boat load of money to have the worst experience of her life. It was like the smallest room. You had to wash your own clothes, clean your own room, and the meals were inedible. So she said that she would eat one meal a day, aka only breakfast, because it contained bread that they didn't make there, so it wasn't gross, which is nuts for me to hear that from her because she's a hefty lady. She likes her food. She likes to consume her three meals a day plus a dessert, but she didn't get to do that. That's really heartbreaking. Life is like my mother on a diet, like a week that's only Mondays, only ice creams, never Sundays. Banger. Where were we? Oh my God, I think we're talking about something serious. But to be honest, she's had a better experience than most other Kenyans, a.k.a. the guy at Kenyatta University who was um, uh, quarantining there, and he couldn't pay his fees, so they just kept him locked up, and he threatened to commit suicide, and he's standing there over uh, the ledge and saying that he's going to jump off because he can't take the isolation anymore, and everyone's like, get the fuck back in your room pay your fees like (laughs) what I really genuinely truly in my soul thought you know the government's pretty shit to us on the regular but but if there was a common enemy that would put all of our energy into them and be kinder to each other aka with the pandemic that's not true I think we just hit another level of like injustices and another level of them being fucking (laughs) fucking pieces of shit that's my rant um Cool. Speaking of pieces of shit, let's touch on the topic of cum dumpster. Babu Awino, aka (laughs) MP, cum dumpster is such a good word. Um, Mbakasi East MP. Now this guy, ah, where do we begin? Okay, let's start here. He recently hosted a uh, math tutorial on Insta Live, I believe, where he was teaching 2020 KCSC candidates mathematics covering a slew of topics like trigonometry, Um, calculus how to shoot someone in the neck and get away with it that last one is a lie but he should have chosen that one because that's the only thing he knows shit about clearly this this story is so wild to me and if you don't know it well I'll tell you I just punched the microphone (laughs) out of rage and just lankiness um, a couple of months ago, this man, this MP was at a club and, uh, he consumed copious amounts of, you know, white powder and alcohol and waved his gun around and shot the DJ in the neck. This, the DJ Evolve was pretty fuck up, And now he's getting ready to get released from uh, the hospital. But here are some of the statements that Babu Wino has made. He said, quote, he's a very good friend of mine and no man and no woman should come between us. Everybody has their issues and no man is righteous before the living God. So let no man, no woman judge me, unquote. And then he later said that he forgave himself for what he did. And I'm thinking that if he doesn't make it as an MP or as a teacher via Instagram, that he could be my therapist because there is some shit that I've done that's way less bad. And I haven't forgiven myself yet. This guy can do it in two months after getting some dude paralyzed. Ya, yeah, you wild quote, let's keep going. DJ Evolve has been discharged from the hospital. He is waiting to be taken home. The reason why he has not been taken home is because of the coronavirus situation. Hoo wee. You know, a lot of people are like, I can't wait to get older and get rich because I want to do this and I want to do that. I'm like, nah, the only reason that I work super hard is because I want to get so rich that when I get really fu- <laughs> fucked up and shoot someone, AKA shoot a friend in the neck in the club, they forgive me because I pay for their hospital bills. Some people were saying that like, he requested a song and the dude didn't play it and he was waving it around as a joke or he was waving it around because he was truly pissed that the guy didn't play his request. Well, Really, let's just think about it. What song would I request that I'd want so fucking badly that if my friend didn't play it, I shot them in the neck? This is something that I, I just, the shooting in the neck is wild. Um, I'd say Oops I Did It Again because I know even the middle part. You know, Brittany, before you go, there's something I want you to have. Oh, it's beautiful. But wait a minute, isn't this? Yeah, yes, it is. But I thought the old lady dropped it in the ocean in the end. Well, baby, I went out and got for you. Ah, oh, you shouldn't have. Boom. Oops, I died. So that's really impressive that I can do that, I know. And uh, so I think I'd be really pissed if someone didn't play it and I'd definitely shoot them in the fucking neck. Fuck, I can't believe that's real. Kenya, you continue to shine so bright. Yay, it's finally time for Nadia Quarantino. How this happened is that I love to talk shit. I love to talk. I just like to move my mouth constantly even when people aren't listening. And um, I love to talk about content. And Showmax and I were like, why don't we have a segment called Nadia Quarantino where I do exactly that. I review your movies and your shows for your listening pleasure or for just people that like to hear my voice and don't listen to the things that I'm saying. Whatever floats your boat, honey, we're all here for joy which sidebar is also a great Jennifer Lawrence movie and it's based on a true story which is one of my favorite genres. So Nadia Quarantino will be both on Insta stories and on Cut the Foreplay. I will have pulled up on Twitter and on Instagram here and there and then you can pick what I watch and then khalas. So today I thought I would go with one that really tickled my groin. I'm picking to review the show Rami aka Ramy. I 1000% fell in very deep love very quickly and I understand why he won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor. Like, what a spectacular job. Essentially an Arab Egyptian boy who's torn between his American life and his Arab heritage and it just shit constantly hits the fan. It's a very progressive protagonist uh, in the sense that you know he's not an angel. He fucks up on the regular and you still love him because you always see his point of view. It's very well written. Character development is spectacular. And I can tell you all those things about blah, blah 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 blah, but I'm sure you can get that on the interwebs. I'm here to tell you that you need to find. Fu- fucking watch it if not for anything just for this specific scene where he goes on a date with this Arab girl I don't know if you know a lot about Arab culture but I'll tell you a little something something other than falafels what happens is that if you want to you know potentially have a partner if in a more conservative family you sit down with a chaperone and you have a conversation with someone of the opposite sex and you gauge whether there's something there and if there is you get married if there isn't you try the next brownie so he goes on a date with this girl with the chaperone there, and for some reason, I guess the chaperone runs into someone that he knows, and he ends up leaving the table. The two of them sneak out and go for a cheeky walk. They get along really well. Everything's going great, and when he's at the car, you know, saying goodbye to her, because she's about to get in and drive off, she says, what? I don't get a kiss, and he's like, oh, wait, I didn't know you were, like, you know, into stuff like that, and, uh, um... And uh, so they end up kissing, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a sweet and tender moment, cool." And then she's like, "Do you want to get into the car?" So they get into this vehicle, and uh, she like immediately gets on top of him, and he's like, woo, And she's asking if he has a condom, and he's like, woo, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're moving too quickly." And she's like, "Oh, it's fine. We don't have to have sex. Um, you can choke me and finger me instead." <laughs> And I'm just like, so this is all unfolding very quickly and I'm kind of like gripping onto the seat being like, what the fuck (laughs) is happening? And then eventually she turns to him and she says the best thing that's ever come out of anyone's mouth. Cause at this point he only has one hand awkwardly around her neck. She looks at him and she says, what are you giving me a massage? Choke me with both hands. I was dead. Dude, never in my life did I think that I would see an Arab woman say that shit on fucking TV. God, I feel so well represented. Also, it takes a lot to make me deeply uncomfortable. So mashallah, my sister, like you did good. I give Rami 4.5 maghrib rakahs out of 5. If you don't know what that means, that's okay, honey. Watch the show, it's good. Remember, if you want to join the Nadia Quarantino journey, all you got to do is subscribe to ShowMax. It's 50% off right now if you pay via M-Pesa. And there's a slew of options if you're not willing to subscribe for six months. I actually did it for a year and I know I have commitment issues, which is really surprising, but I can commit to good content. I'll tell you that. So there's a bunch of other options. You can check out the link. It's in my uh, little box at the bottom. <laughs> I didn't mean for it, but it, it happened. It happened. I said bad things. So you know Cut the Foreplay never has interviews because I'm a narcissist and I only like to hear the sound of my own voice, but on this green earth I have two beautiful best friends and I am lucky enough to have one of them on the phone. Today I get to interview a Ms. Sarah Hassanen, a foul-mouthed Australian Egyptian whose color palette includes mustard. Let's switch over to the call. Editing Nadia. That snap wasn't loud enough. KASHTA! Okay, earlier in the episode, I was talking about Babu Owino. Do you know the MP,
1: um, Mbakasi East MP, who shot the guy in the neck at the club? <laughs> no. <it's okay. laughs> oh, my God, you're tripping. Mm. So he he's all coked out, and he requests a song, and the guy hasn't played it yet, so he pulls out a gun and shoots the DJ in the neck, and the DJ was, like, paralyzed and in hospital for a long time, and turns out they're actually friends. So my question to you is, after five years of good friendship, if I was really coked out at a club and I shot you in the neck, would you be able to forgive me? (laughs) Basically, I get super annoyed at DJs.
0: (laughs) Is that your answer?
1: (laughs) No, my answer is, um, (laughs) if you shot me in the neck, you always ask me these questions about, would you still be my friend? And usually the answer is yes. Like, it has to be pretty heinous. Yeah. Um, And you would think that shooting me in the neck would be one of those reasons I wouldn't be your friend. But, like, I kind of get it. But also, I need you in my recovery because no one makes me laugh like you. No, so it's kind of like no. you've made me rely on you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so toxic. Oh, like, I love it. That's the reason why I'm in it she's <laughs> the reason i'm in a wheelchair dribbling down my chin oh, so of a uh the only time that you mm. answered and said that um you wouldn't be my friend is that one time when i took a really small piece of my widow's peak and put it on my forehead and said would you be my friend if i have <laughs> if i have these as bangs and you not as <laughs> disgusting yeah.
0: oh god
1: that was the, that was where i drew the line that was the one eh? just shave it off in our, our five years, from we start of the beginning, um, how we met? Um, I was, we were at Juniper Kitchen, which is now Jay's. Jay's Westland. And my friend Ree was actually part of like sort of the design concept, but we were there sitting at the bar and then she had met you before um and she you came up to say hello but she had pretended like she didn't know you (laughs) (laughs) just to piss you off (laughs) And, and anyway I just thought you were really funny and I connected you straight away um and then later came and talked to you um with your friends and that night we and that night I um saved your number in my phone as Nadia told me, and haven't looked back since, have we? I'm fearful that this is going to be more beautiful than your wedding story. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, already is. I um I remember uh seeing you wearing a very nice denim dress, and I thought, oh, that's a sweet indian lady in a denim in a denim dress and then later i was like oh no she's bleeding hummus i didn't i didn't see it right but in the in the 5 years we've obviously had uh, many ups many downs very high up downs there's never a, an an in between mm-hmm. Um but you were the most dramatic with your with your wedding plans. I have to say that one really does take the cup because you make fun of me. You're always like you're juggling 17 lovers and every day there's a drama. This was a true drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it's been it's been a wild ride. It really has. And I, you know, it's a testament to, you know, the strength of our relationship because we've just really been put through the ringer having to cancel two weddings. Basically, over the space of what what was it, three, four months, something like that. We planned a wedding for Sydney that was supposed to happen in April this year, April 2020, Um, and then in December we got told that his visa didn't go through because they didn't believe our relationship. The Australian government. So shout out to Australian immigration for making my life hell. So okay, we had to make the call. We had already booked the ceremony space, we booked reception hall. Um, with old friends from all over the world to come, including yourself, right? But I had a feeling, because I know Australia, and I was like, look, guys, don't book your flights, right? Didn't I say? Just like, be wary, don't book yet. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Until Lau gets his visa. And um, because, you know, being a person of, uh, you know, brown descent, you're kind of used to how things work there. So he's Mozambican, and I'm Egyptian-Australian, but I live in Nairobi, and that's where we met, met, you and I. And so we moved uh, the wedding to and. You know, we're like, all right. So everyone's in. so that's not going to be the issue. Yeah. Um, and let's plan a second wedding, right? Yeah. Um, but this time, we're like, well, this is gonna be the issue. There won't be any problems, right? So you all booked your tickets. Sure did. <laughs> um, and everything. You sure? <laughs> you did. You booked tickets? You booked lovely accommodation. It was going It wasn't going to be the wedding that I wanted, but it was going to be beautiful. It's going to have people around me that I love. Um, But for fuck's fact, sake, I mean, <laughs> who could have predicted a pandemic? Yeah, I just. <laughs> I mean, you really kept on asking what gods you pissed off, and I was laughing about it, but in hindsight, like, you must have been a pedophile in your past life. All of them. Oh, all of them. All, all, all of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> and I thought, oh, in this life, I'm trying to do some good, you know, but. Apparently that's not enough. Um, and so, and then we were like, okay, well, you know, and then we had to make that call because the pandemic was increasing. Cause no, none of us knew how serious this was going to be yeah. from the beginning, right? And yeah. it was, it, the realization didn't really hit until mid-March, I think. Um, and our was supposed to be on the 28th of March in no I mean, at this point, a lot of people have been like, oh, I don't even go to travel. A lot of my friends and children are like, I don't think. And I'm like, of course, don't come. And then I made the call for my parents. It was still very much like, we're willing to die because <laughs> we never thought that this would happen. I mean, it's all about priorities, isn't it? A hundred percent. My parents are like, we never thought that this would happen, that there was someone that would actually marry you. Um, we need to actually see this yeah. happen. I know this because I had that <laughs> chat with them behind your back. Yeah, you 100. And um and so even on like Sunday mornings, I'll call my parents and then they'll be like, "Is he there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's, he, um, <laughs> so he he not ran." I still have him <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> um and so we had to make the call that my parents wouldn't come, which was very sad. Yeah. Um but at that point, we were coming to the realization that we couldn't have the wedding at all. And then sure enough, so Kenya started closing their borders. Mm-hmm. Um and this point, Lao was already in Mozambique preparing for the wedding, and I was still in. I would be finishing up some work. Um, I had to, so basically that night I packed my bags and the next morning flew to Mozambique before they also closed their borders. We realized that we had to cancel our wedding for, for real, um, also because the government like, instituted a state of emergency, blah, 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 the same thing that started happening across the world. And so we're like, okay, this has happened again. So we had to cancel our second wedding. So we basically planned, weddings are stressful as enough as it is. We planned two weddings. I too many. No one has to go through. This. <laughs> I, still, I still, while you're saying it, I still can't believe it's real. And also, like the level of desperation that you were feeling that night, where you're like, I have to leave for um, Mozambique, otherwise they'll close their borders, was so high that uh, I had to send you fifty dollars uh, with a Boda Boda guy so that when you get there, you, did. you actually have dollars to pay for your visa because you didn't have time to go to the bank before that. Like that's nuts. I didn't. I didn't. You did. You were like a hero. You were like a USP hero. (laughs) Hardly. No, honestly, that morning though, flight was delayed until 11 p.m. that night. So I woke up super early, da da da, -da, and then it got delayed to later that night. So I was able to. Actually, get some things done that I needed to before oh. before I left my roving. I'm thinking that okay, I'm going to come into uh, Mozambique, and there'll be a big shenanigans with the with the health authorities about entering, and just basically with the only foreigner entering the country, <laughs> so just walks in basically, not ask really me anything, and I just walks into the country. Yeah, which, one, which one was which was a blessing in many ways. Yeah. But in the end, after two cancellations and all that time, I was pretty sick. I had thyroiditis if you forget, right? Oh, so no, you really have to have special well. pancakes now. Thyroid <laughs> <Firewood> pancakes. <laughs> that are delicious. Which I, though, do delicious. I didn't bring those but didn't bring all the ingredients with oh, me. I've so just been eating normal food here, which is probably why I feel tired all the time. But yeah. it's okay. This is um, where going to be like Quasimodo when you get back to Nairobi. <laughs> exactly. A <laughs> goina. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: <Agorna. laughs>
1: yeah, we decided with some we don't know when the pandemic's gonna end. Um, the point is that we want to get married and, and profess our love to each other and make a commitment. Um, let's just do it. And so we went through many ups and downs trying to figure out what was the best way. Um and we ended up just doing a religious ceremony um, in his family's backyard. Um what where beautiful. my dad gave me over yeah and he gave me over um zoom like and you know, all of you guys and friends around the world shooting on Zoom and ready to tweet it. Um, and it was actually way more emotional than I thought it could be. Uh, um, you know, I'm not a crier, yeah. but like, <laughs> it got me good. I was like, I should probably turn off this yeah. camera because there's snot on my upper lip. Oh, my! <laughs> I didn't see the photo of you. I saw a lot of people like, you know, blowing into tissues on some sort of the Zoom grabs. Um, and it's just interesting because like when I go back and, you know, show my kids that our wedding photos. It will be snapshots. So nuts. (laughs) I told you that. My favorite part of your wedding was uh, when the imam started speaking in Arabic and all of our white friends were just fucking perplexed. (laughs) Quinting at the screen as though it would help translate. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, It's a really um, I just like wish I could see I could have been part of the Zoom call as well. oh, I know no. I had to so texts I wasn't getting married But it was sad that I couldn't see everyone And, and joining on the conversations and stuff Because it was kind of crazy I think we had three computers going at one time Yeah, there was uh, One for the Mozambicans One for the internationals One for my family So it was kind of crazy actually and I, I didn't expect to I was trying to hold it together And I didn't expect to cry As much as I did but it pretty much happened immediately, didn't it? Yeah. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was my dad that set me off, actually. I heard a sob um, coming from one of the laptops. And I looked over and he was crying into his, into his handkerchief. Oh, of course. he yes, a, like, handkerchief. a was like a good old Arab man. Oh, <laughs> man. But like, what was the actual um, post-wedding like? Because I was talking to our friends after and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Because like, I'm alone in my apartment. And everyone else was like, I think we're just going to drink alone in our own place. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we came back to our apartment also, you know, we have, so his family has a house um, that they're all living in, but then we were staying in an apartment I had already rented for my family when they came. Well, when that time ended, we actually are staying in a place um, of someone that works for the CDC that had to leave Masuto. Um was evacuated um and so her apartment was empty and so a friend of mine asked if he could stay here so we're actually saying you know at the generosity of of this girl that we've never met um which is which is Aww. she's actually helped us along on our journey which is really nice um but we came back to this apartment that wasn't ours and we ordered burgers and That's just like killed so out yeah, it was very chill. I got changed into a party dress and we had our first dance. Oh, no stop. I did not know this part about the first dance. <laughs> I have a video. I didn't send it to you. I oh my god. I think it's it wa- it's time for another cry. <laughs> I I used up I'm going to be using up two of my four cries a year on you. I hope you're honored. Actually, you you're the one that showed me this song. And I know exactly what it is. Which one? It's Camilla Isn't he, you know? Yeah, oh my God! Please, <laughs> please send that to me. I need to watch it. Um, I will. I, uh, I, I, I did know you had a first dance. So that you video called me um, after, and we all had a chat. That's right. Um, which is really nice. You know, it's like if you're at a wedding that you would go and talk to your guests. I so know. I know. Right? I know. And you have that's to talk to your most people that are important to you. So. That's you. of course you guys are cold oh, yeah. also uh my last question is like the lady the wonderful lady that has lent you her apartment is she okay with the yeah. fact that when she moves back in there'll be semen on everything <laughs> <laughs>